0: Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. Today's verse is chapter 4, text 33, um, Sacrifice and Knowledge. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya, Shakshurun melitam yena tasmai shri guru ave namaha shri chaitan yamano bhishtam stapitam bhutale swayam rupa hakadamahyam dadhatis vapadantikam vandeham shri guru shri yutapadakamalam shri gurun Vaishnavamscha shri rupam sagrajatam sahaganaraghunatan mitam tam Sādvaitam sāvadhūtaṁ parijana sahitam krishna cetanya devaṁ śrī rādhā krishna Padan, sahagana lalitā śrī viṣā khanvitāṁścha He krishna karunā sindho dīna bandho jagatpate gopeṣa gopika kānta rādhā kānta tapta Kansana gauraṅgi rādhe vrindāvaneśvari Vishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanthakalpatarubhya Cha Kripas and Dubhya Patitanam Pavane Bhio Vaishnava Bhio Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutare Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine NIRVISHESHASUNYA VADHIPASCHATYA DESHATARINE JAY SHRI KRISHNA Chaitanya PRABHUNITYANANDA SHRI advaita gadadhar SHRI VASADHIGAURA BHAKTA BRINDA HARE KRISHNA HARE KRISHNA 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 HARE 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 RAMA HARE RAMA 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 HARE HARE So welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita and today's verse is 4.33 We will chant word to word and then line by line as usual. So please repeat after me Shreyan, Dravya, Mayat, Yajnat, Jnana, Yagnya Parantapa, Sarvam, Karma, Akhilam. पार्थ, ज्ञाने, परिसमाप्यते, श्रेयान द्रव्यमयाद्यज्ञाद, ज्ञानयज्ञः परंतपा, सर्वं कर्मा अखिलं पार्थ। ज्ञान परिसमाप्यते, ज्में लख्या स्वबिंगे educating वे डिले परुद्ध, ilẫn Reverg changes scales ज्में of Material possessions, yajnat, than the sacrifice, jnana yajna, sacrifice in knowledge, parantapa, o chastiser of the enemy, sarvam, all karma, activities, akhilam, in totality, partha, o son of pratha, jnana, jnana, in knowledge. Parisam End. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, o chastiser of the enemy, the sacrifice performed in knowledge is better than the mere sacrifice of material possessions. After all, O son of Pritha, all sacrifices of work culminate in transcendental knowledge. This is a very important verse. Just prior, this is this verse is just prior to the another very important verse, which Srila Prabhupada quoted so many times, of the importance of the spiritual master in the spiritual life. So next 4.34 is about the spiritual master and how to surrender to the spiritual master. So just before that, we have to understand the importance of knowledge, transcendental knowledge. So this verse primes us for the next verse, which is a very important verse, crucial verse, because without the spiritual master, there is no question of spiritual life. On our own, if we do DIY, it's all, um, I mean, uh, DIY means just do it yourself, then we will never succeed in spiritual life. So we need the mercy of the spiritual master, who is a dear servant of Krishna. And that is called a bona fide spiritual master. So, alright, we will understand the importance of knowledge first, and then we un- we try to understand in the next verse, maybe in the next session, the importance of the spiritual master. Because we will not value the importance of the spiritual master unless we really understand that transcendental knowledge is very important. Just um, just see our own lives. Like examine your own life. How you came to Krishna consciousness. Something must have triggered in your mind. I want to know this. How, how, what is God and what is all this? When there is some kind of a questioning on our part. That athato Brahma Jignyasa, Tattva Jignyasa. When this Jignyasa happens in our heart. That's when the super soul, the Paramatma notices that. And then he guides us to the proper spiritual master. If we are sincere in our inquiry, then we will contact the bona fide spiritual master. But if we are not sincere, that means we are not prepared to accept all the, uh, how to say, if you are not prepared to surrender to the process, and if you just want some shortcut, and then if you really don't want the real thing, then we will not be contacted by the bona fide spiritual master. Or, even if we are contacted, we will not be able to take advantage because our conditioning was not right, our mindset was not right. Now, both must be correct, Sri Prabhupada said. The guru must be correct and the disciple must be correct. Then only the process will work. Just like <clears throat> the seed must be potent and the land must be fertile, then yes, there will be generation of crop or in, in, When there is a union between man and woman, the man must be potent and the woman must be Fertile and then there will be pregnancy. So if Man is important or woman is not fertile Then the pregnancy will not happen So even though the spiritual master may be potent, but if the disciple is not um, Submissive if he is not surrendering to the spiritual master, he will not be able to take advantage and get the knowledge from the spiritual master. So we should first understand the importance of knowledge. <clears throat> so all write this. Read this translation again and then purport and try to understand the shloka. Translation, O chastiser of the enemy, the sacrifice performed in knowledge is better than the mere sacrifice of material possessions. After all, O son of Pritha, all sacrifices of work culminate in transcendental knowledge. PURPORT THE PURPOSE OF ALL SACRIFICES IS TO ARRIVE AT THE STATUS OF COMPLETE KNOWLEDGE THEN TO GAIN RELEASE FROM MATERIAL MISERIES AND ULTIMATELY TO ENGAGE IN LOVING TRANSCENDENTAL SERVICE TO THE SUPREME LORD KRISHNA CONSCIOUSNESS YOU SEE THE the, the SEQUENCE THE PURPOSE OF ALL SACRIFICES IS TO ARRIVE AT THE STATUS OF COMPLETE KNOWLEDGE AND ULTIMATELY sorry, THEN TO GAIN RELEASE FROM MATERIAL MISERIES and ultimately to engage in the loving transcendental service to the Supreme Lord. So first there must be knowledge, then we will have detachment from this material world and then we will get devotional service. And as our devotional service develops, the detachment also proportionately develops. And one become, when one becomes completely Krishna conscious, one becomes completely detached from the material world. Nonetheless, there is a mystery about all these different activities of sacrifice and one should know this mystery. What is that mystery? Sacrifices sometimes take different forms according to the particular faith of the performer. When one's faith reaches the stage of transcendental knowledge, the performer of sacrifices should be considered more advanced than those who simply sacrifice material possessions without such knowledge for without attainment of knowledge sacrifices remain on the material platform and bestow no spiritual benefit it's very very important even if we do the sacrifice if we do without understanding without knowledge and without understanding its aim then they remain on the material platform even though we may do the same thing it will still remain on the material platform there is a good example of this. Like many Indians, Hindus, they chant the Vishnu Sahasranam, for example. But they do it to you know, get some kind of um, material piety and some auspiciousness in the home so that there will be enough wealth, there will be enough health, whatever. So these kind of, for material things, they just do. They don't understand what they are chanting. The meanings of the names, they don't understand. Whatever the Vishnu Sahasranam is. And also, they are not chanting it out of devotion to Lord Vishnu. They want—they are devoted to their sense gratification. And they try to use God as an agent for their sense gratification. And all kinds of sacrifices and pujas and charity they do with this aim, that ultimately it will benefit their material situation. So these kind of yajnas without proper understanding, Bestow no spiritual benefit. <clears throat> Especially when one receives the knowledge from the bona fide spiritual master, then yes, the knowledge comes. Uh, before coming to Krishna consciousness, I, I mean, I have, re- I mean, I have heard so much, uh, so many prayers and this and that you know, Venkatesh Suprabhatam or Vishnu Sahasranam or so many others. But, no connection. No connection. I never understood, I never really um, understood their purpose. I never understood the meaning of what I was doing. Nothing. In fact, I was I was born in the Brahmin family. And we did also Sandhya Vandanam. Three times, not actually three times, we were not even that strict. It was only maybe like once a day. The morning, or sometimes it's two times, morning and evening. So we used to, do, I used to do sandhya vandanam, but you know, I did not understand why I was doing it. Oh, this Brahmin, show, we have to do it. Why we have to do it? What is the meaning of all this? Nothing. It was just a chore. So, <clears throat> what is the benefit from that? We have to know what we are doing, and exactly that's the reason why we did the Strengthening Foundations series. Because even in devotional service, in Krishna Consciousness, of course, whatever you do, there is still, you know, benefit in spiritual path because Svalpam Appyasa mahato bhaya that is also there. Especially when you come in contact with the spiritual master and the process, whatever little you do with the proper connection, even though unknowingly, Agyata Sukriti. Sukriti means pious activity without Even knowing, like we go out to collect donations or distribute books. So the one who is buying the book, he may not know actually that he is being connected to the proper Sampradaya and being connected to the purest knowledge in the universe. He doesn't know all these things that he has, by paying money and taking the book, he has um, agreed to listen from his uh, pure devotee of Krishna, Srila Prabhupada. So these things are very auspicious things. See? And not is materially auspicious, spiritually auspicious. Uh, but he doesn't understand the great significance of what he has just done. But it will go to his spiritual account. Uh, if it is properly gone. Because he is receiving the book of a pure devotee of Krishna, coming in the authorized disciplic succession. So even though if he doesn't know it, he is gaining already the benefit. Prabhupada said, even if they touch these books, they will benefit. Even if they just touch, so powerful these books are. And if he really opens up and reads even one line and if that changes his life, I mean, if he takes that one line seriously, that will change his life. So these are not ordinary books. Uh, But he doesn't understand. Even when when I bought the Bhagavad Gita for the first time, a brahmachari came to our college when I was in India so he sold, he was selling books and I bought a Bhagavad Gita from him I did not know what I was getting into (laughs) but it turned out to be the best thing ever in trillions and trillions and trillions of years in my journey in this material world so same thing for all of you who have contacted Srila Prabhupada. Whatever, wherever you have been The moment you contact Shala Prabhupada, that's when real auspiciousness actually begins. But before that, how much ever we may do all these things, so-called rituals and chanting of mantras and anything, it bestows no spiritual benefit, honestly. There's nothing, nothing there. So even in Krishna consciousness, therefore, Yes, there is some, I mean, definitely there's benefit, even unknowingly, but we have to know, in order to really advance, if you, if you want to come to the second class platform and then eventually the first class platform, and make a real solution for our material life, once and for all, if we are really serious about it, we have to know what all we are doing. Sacrifice in knowledge. Knowledge is important. We have to understand what we are doing. If we chant every day in the morning, um, prayers, so the Guru Vashtakam or Guru Puja, Tulsi Puja, Narasimha, Narasimha Song. All these Gauraurati and the bowing down. What is the meaning of all these things? Why do we chant Hare Krishna? What is the meaning of Hare Krishna Maha Mantra? What is Panchatattva Mantra? Who is Panchatattva? Who is Srila Prabhupada? What is the Parampara? Who is His Guru? We have to have at least a basic know—I mean uh, uh, knowledge about our, what we are doing. If somebody asks us, "What is this Hare Krishna Maha Mantra? Why we should chant? What are we going to tell him? Do we even know why we are chanting?" So we have to know all these things. You quiz yourself. You take the person—I uh, mean, you take the position of the opponent—and quiz yourself every now and then. Why do we chant? Why do I chant? And don't just ask the devotee, oh, "Prabhu, why do we chant?" Prabhu, I want to know. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to criticize but um, we're having these AMA sessions Ask Me Anything Mondays so it's good we're, you're asking so many questions to take it to the next level you know to the next level means why? I mean for you to benefit even more from those sessions what I would really suggest is that whatever question you're asking you try to find out for yourself first, try! If you have the Pocket Vedas app, you can, otherwise we have website, prabhupada.io or vedabase.io prabhupadabooks.com, so the entire collection of Prabhupada's work is there or if you have the mobile app, Pocket Vedas, you can use that and in fact we are also coming up with an app with all the original books Uh, That's coming soon. It's in the testing stage now. Uh, We have to iron out some things. We're going to come up with that. Um, Once that is done, that will be a big announcement as well. Anyway, um, do some research. Try to find out. Because what I want you to do is I don't want you to be spoon-fed. Take some effort and do do some searching with this modern gadget, I mean, this modern... I mean the search functions in these websites or in the app we can actually get to a certain amount of uh, understanding of course <laughs> you will not be able to take out exact verses from here and there because you're not experienced but still you will get at least something you will yes at least even if you don't get anything you try finding out the answer first and then after that if there is really something that is some point which you are not clear at Something like that. Then we can, uh, you can ask that and then we can address that. <laughs> what these AMA sessions are morphing into, they're like three, four lectures in one session. <laughs> That's what they're becoming. It's like one question, which is very elaborate, and then the explanation takes almost like an hour. <laughs> I mean, with me, it always, it always might be very long winded. but. I just uh, try to give the clearest understanding that at least I know. And some of these concepts are, some of these understandings or ideas are very elaborate. So um, it takes that much time and then as as you all know yesterday we had the longest session on record, 4 hours, 1 minute. I don't mind. I don't mind. I I, I love uh, engaging with y'all, but I just want you to benefit more from this. Um, so you do some research and then come back, and then that will be very fruitful for you also. Because when you start to search, when you make you, when you put in the effort to you know find out the answers, then because of your involvement in the process your understanding your retention of what is um, what you are learning will be more because of your investment into this if it is just fed um, there's of course a great need to hear from the devotees that is definitely one thing but then we also have to engage with it it's not just hearing and then that's it that's why we if you remember the shloka series the last one the last two one the last two lectures we spoke, we spoke about active recall and spaced repetition. These are scientific words for the processes. Active recall means we have to recall, actively recall mm. what we have learned. Otherwise, we will forget over time. There's a forgetting curve. That means, <coughs> over time, we forget, our memory fades. If we, if we remember something today, after four, di- four days, five days, we, our memory of that thing is not the same. Most of it almost we have lost. We have to again um, revive our memory. and then the more times we do it, the more it will retain in our memory. So we have to active what is why does it call active recall? Because we have to actively bring out that information from our head. We have to bring out, then only it will you know start to work. For us. Alright, so even in devotional lives, we have to know what we are doing. That's what I wanted to say. Sacrifices remain on the material platform without attainment of knowledge. Sacrifices remain on the material platform and bestow no spiritual benefit. Real knowledge culminates in Krishna consciousness, the highest stage of transcendental knowledge. Okay. You know, in the beginning of this purport. You see the sequence. The purpose of all sacrifices is to arrive at the status of complete knowledge, then to gain release from material miseries and ultimately to engage in loving devotional service, loving transcendental service. So Vidya, Vairagya and Bhakti. So this is nicely stated by Sarvam Bhattacharya. Vairagya Vidya, nijabhakti Yoga, Sikshartha kavan vairagya vidya here it is vairagya vidya nijabhakti bhakti yoga shiksharthameka purushah purana shri krishna chetanya sharira Radhari kripa yastamaham prapadye let me take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, who has descended in the form of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to teach us real knowledge, his devotional service and detachment from whatever does not foster Krishna consciousness. He has descended because he is an ocean of transcendental mercy. Let me surrender unto his lotus feet. Oh, this is... Um, not Kavikarna Kavikarnapur. This verse and the following verse are included in the Chaitanya Chandra Daya Natak by Shri Kavikarnapur. And this Kavikarnapur is a son of uh, Shivananda Sena, I think. So anyway, you see how this is very nicely said. What does Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teach us? To teach us real knowledge, his devotional service and detachment from whatever does not foster Krishna consciousness. This is Bhakti Um, You know, Vidya, Bhakti and Vairagya. Vairagya Vidya, Nija Bhakti Yoga. So, devotional service must have these two things. Vairagya and Vidya. Detachment and knowledge. And real detachment actually happens with knowledge. Because only when we understand that we are not the body and we are... um, part and parcel of Krishna, then only we will, and actually, not not just by knowing, by engaging in the process of actual devotional service, then our vairagya develops, you see. So all these three things should be there. Real devotional service will cause that. So we can actually test whether we are really advancing in devotional service or not by testing these three things whether I am getting devo- uh, devotion to the Lord or not. Whether I am feeling inspired in the devotion of the Lord. Don't bluff yourself. Just be honest uh, at your own introspection. Um, because, if, at le- especially in the third class platform, which we are all in, at least I, the Nishta platform hasn't come. The steady devotional service hasn't come. So sometimes we are inspired, sometimes we are you know, uninspired, because of our offences, because of so many things which we are intentionally or unintentionally committing. So some days we are very inspired, some days we are not so inspired. This is not nishtha, this is, you know, like a sinusoidal wave. So that kind of thing happens um, because our knowledge is not mature, our engagement is not mature and therefore we commit offences. And therefore, our detachment doesn't happen. Uh, our devotion is not steady. Uh, so, all these things are not steady in the beginning. You see, Vasudeve Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayogitaha Janayatyasu Vairagyam Jnanam Chayad Ahaitukam 1.2.7 of Srimad Bhagavatam. By entering devotional service under the personality of Godhead Shri Krishna, one immediately acquires causeless knowledge and detachment from the world. Two things happen when we devo- when we engage in devotional service: knowledge and detachment. In what knowledge? Transcendental knowledge. So this is very important. If we if we don't see these symptoms in ourselves in our progress. Don't don't waste time judging others, when, whether he has the symptoms or she has the symptoms or not. Let us just focus on ourselves, because we have a lot to work on ourselves first. And sometimes, because of our own conditioning, because of our own imperfection, we see everybody as imperfect. Although they may be pretty good. But because of our imperfect nature, we will see others also as imperfect. There was this nice incident in Mahabharata where um, I, again, because I'm very bad at remembering stories... Um, I don't remember whether, which Rishi or who it was... that asked Yudhishthir Maharaj to survey the entire kingdom. To just go in, in and just survey. Just see the people and try to understand, get a feel of what is, what the people are and how they are and what, they, you know. So, he asked Yudhishthir Maharaj and Duryodhan both to do this. And Yudhishthir Maharaj went and Duryodhan went and after they came back, Duryodhan was saying, you know, everybody is, I mean, nobody is uh, intelligent, you know, Some, I mean, everybody has a problem, you know, this, this requires a lot of fixing. Everybody has some or the other problem, he was saying. And Yudhishthir Maharaj, his, his vision was everybody is doing nicely, except me. Everybody is doing nicely, everybody is so good. I find only good qualities, but in me I, I find so many bad qualities. So that is very good. So one who thinks that he is better than everybody, he's actually, he, he doesn't advance. Because he thinks he's already good enough. When we think we are good enough, we will never put any effort to advance. That's why, actually in one of the AMAM session, ask me anything session, one girl, one one young Mataji asked this question. Why in Vaishnava way of life, we, I mean the devotees consider themselves very low or very, you know, uh, humble and um, Demean themselves or condemn themselves. It's not about condemning. It's about first of all honesty. That first of all we have gone against the Lord for trillions of years, but also humility. And when we understand that we have so much room to uh, to grow, then we will actually put the effort to grow. If we pep ourselves up, oh, I'm good, and you know, I'm, I'm you know Western ideas like this. Oh no! Don't 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 be depressed. You know you should you should um, pamper yourself, pamper your ego. They say you also, you have to massage your ego. You know this this is not our philosophy at all. Ego is our biggest problem. So we have to curb it. Hmm. And if if we think we are good, you know everything is good about us, then why we will put any effort to improve ourselves if we are good enough? Hmm. So we should understand that we have a lot more to go. We should always feel that way. And actually, it's always inadequate. Our service to Krishna will always be inadequate. Our knowledge of Krishna will always be inadequate. It will never be perfect. Even... Forget about perfect. Even Krishna Himself doesn't know Himself completely. That much, you know, the knowledge of Krishna is infinite. What about us? So, we should just um, take as much as is given by the spiritual master. Yes, we have to put our 100% or 200% effort In assimilating that knowledge, following his instructions, and uh, following everything that the spiritual master has said. And in that way, we will advance. It's for our own good. So, we have to take our, we have to completely surrender to the process and try our level best. Level best. At the same time, understanding that alone we have no strength. We have to rely on the mercy of the spiritual master. Without spiritual master strength, we cannot do anything in this devotional life. Okay, so by rendering trans- devotional service under the personality of Godhead, one immediately acquires causeless knowledge and detachment from the world. So why we can just test our devotion: whether I am becoming detached from the world, whether I am getting transcendental knowledge, whether my knowledge of Krishna is improving, and whether I am feeling enthusiastic in devotional service. If there is lack in these things, I mean something is wrong in my process, something I'm doing wrong. I have to question myself. So if I don't have the answers, I have to approach. Usually we will not have the answers, especially in the beginning stages. Actually, honestly, whenever we commit aparad, offense, whenever we do anything wrong, Maya is such that we will not be able to see our own wrong. That's why it's very very dangerous. So dangerous, because at least if you know you're wrong, you know you can you can attempt to correct or you can you will take help from somebody to correct yourself but if you don't see that there is something wrong with my myself then we don't even put an effort to correct ourselves to improve ourselves so introspection is very very important mm. <clears throat> so Nonetheless, there is a mystery about all these different activities of sacrifice and one should know this mystery. Sacrifices sometimes take different forms according to the particular faith of the performer. Sacrifices depend on the faith of the performer. When one's faith reaches the stage of transcendental knowledge, the performer of sacrifices should be considered more advanced than those who sorry, simply sacrifice material possessions without such knowledge. For without attainment of knowledge, sacrifices remain on a material platform and best no no spiritual benefit. Now, let us see uh, about three verses about sacrifice. It's in the 17th chapter. Sacrifices in the three modes. You see, 1711. Apalakang <laughs> shibheryajnyo vidhi dishto ya ijyate yashtavyamme ve of sacrifices, the sacrifice performed according to the directions of scripture as a matter of duty by those who desire no reward is of the nature of goodness. This is sacrifice in the mode of goodness. Performed first of all according to the directions of scripture as a matter of duty and who desire no reward that is in sacrifice in the mode of goodness. You see, the general tendency is to offer sacrifice with some purpose in mind, but here it is stated the sacrifice should be performed without any such desire. So you can read this on your own. We'll go to the next one. Sacrifice in a mode of passion. Abhisandhāyatu phalam dambhārtham apichaivayat ijyatebharata shreshtha tamyajyam vidhirajasam but the sacrifice performed for some material benefit, or for the sake of pride. oh, chief of Bharatas, you should know to be in the mode of passion. Some people do sacrifice for pride, just to show off. You know, they will have some elaborate religious function, and then everybody dresses and they deck themselves in gold, and costly garments and everything, you know. They, or sometimes they give charity, just to show off how much they give in charity. So these things are, you know, for the sake of pride or for material benefit. They do these things for some material benef- benefit. So this is all sacrifice in the mode of passion, Rajasik. Tam yagyam vidhi rajasam. Next, sacrifice in the mode of ignorance. Vidhihinam asrastanam mantrahinam adakshinam shraddha virahitam yagyam tam Chakshate. Any sacrifice performed without regard for the directions of scripture, without distribution of prasadam, spiritual food, without chanting of Vedic hymns and remunerations to the priests, and without faith, is considered to be in the mode of ignorance. If you don't have faith in what you're doing, then there is ignorance. So we should know, today's topic is sacrifice in knowledge. If we are doing a sacrifice, we have to know, first of all, why we are doing it. And what is the reason for all sacrifices? The whole purpose of all sacrifices or austerities is to remember Krishna always and never forget Him. No other um, reason is there. All sacrifices are meant to elevate us to that platform of Krishna consciousness. And similarly, there is um, Tapasya. You see, आशास्त्रविहितं Vihitam Ghoram ये Yetapojana Kamaragabalan Vitaha Karsyanta सॉरी Ashastravihitam Ghoram Tapyante ये Tapojana Dambahankara Sam Yuktaha Kamaragabalan Vitaha Karsayanta Shariastam Bhutagrama Macheta Saha Translation, those who undergo severe austerities and penances, not recommended in the scriptures, performing them out of pride and egoism, who are impelled by lust and attachment, who are foolish and who torture the material elements of the body as well as the super soul dwelling within, are to be known as demons. So even food is of the, you know, goodness, passion, ignorance. And then there is sacrifice, no more of pa- goodness, passion, ignorance, everything. There is so much austerity. So many things, you see. Threefold austerity. Huh? <clears throat> so in this way, let's go back to the... You see, real knowledge culminates in Krishna Consciousness, the highest stage of transcendental knowledge. Without elevation of knowledge, sacrifices are simply material activities. When however they are elevated to the level of transcendental knowledge, all such activities enter onto the spiritual platform. You see, when it is done with knowledge, all such activities enter onto the spiritual platform. Depending on differences in consciousness, sacrif- sacrificial activities are sometimes called karmakanda, fruitive activities, and sometimes called kanda, knowledge in the pursuit of truth. It is better when the end is knowledge. And real jnana, kanda also, much of jnanakanda is simply speculation. That is useless. When we um, receive knowledge from Krishna or his authorized representative, submissively, then that that is actually real knowledge. Uh, this is stated, that's why in the next verse, sevya He did not say, speculate. No, go to the spiritual master who has seen the truth and learn from him. How? First surrender unto him, inquire from him submissively, render service unto him. Then he will be able to impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. Now, this is the process, uh, <clears throat> not independently. So, sometimes Jnana is interpreted as speculation, but here Krishna is talking about the spiritual knowledge, which we will get from a spiritual master. Mm. In fact, without devotional service, we cannot even get the knowledge. All our knowledge will be imperfect without devotional service abhijanaati tato one can understand me as I am as a supreme personality of Godhead only by devotional service and when one is in full consciousness of me by such devotion he can enter into the kingdom of God so um, there is gyanam um, one second 11 5 12 it's a very important verse dhanam cha palamyatovai phalam yato vai gyanam sa anuprashanti graheshu yunjanti kalevarasya The only proper fruit of acquired wealth is religiosity on the basis of which one can acquire a philosophical understanding of life that eventually matures into direct perception of the Absolute Truth and thus liberation from all suffering. Materialistic persons, however, utilize their wealth simply for the advancement of their family situation. They fail to see that insurmountable death will soon destroy the frail material body. Today's topic is exactly this. mayad Yajna. What is that? Shreyan Dravyamayaad Yajna Parantapa. Dravyamayaad means of all the things in our possession. Huh? Especially, all this is maintained by money, Vita. Vittam means money. So all such wealth, Dravyamaya uh, Yajna better than giving up uh, the possessions of our wealth is to get the knowledge. Because with knowledge, when we will use our wealth properly, we will we may give up our wealth and give to charity in, um, in the not not to the right person. That is of no use. Because we have no knowledge where to give charity. We may want to give charity. Maybe out of goodwill to you know help others or for the sake of one's own pride. Let's see the example of um, when it happens when for pride. This is explained in the 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Asuri Sampatti. The um, demoniac qualities. So he thinks like this. Ida Madhyamaya Imam prabse manoratham idam astidam apime bhavishati punardhanam Asavamaya maya hatah shatrur hanishye chaparanapi ishvaroham mahambhogi Siddhoham balavan suki adhyo bhijanavanasmi konyosti sadrisho maya yakshe dasyamimodishya itya gyanavimo hitaha. The demoniac person thinks, So much wealth do I have today, and I will gain more according to my schemes. So much is mine now and it will increase in the future more and more. He is my enemy and I have killed him and my other enemies will also be killed. I am the lord of everything. I am the enjoyer, I am perfect, powerful and happy. I am the richest man surrounded by aristocratic relatives. There is none so powerful and happy as I am. I shall perform sacrifices. You know, I shall give some charity and thus I shall rejoice. In this way such persons are deluded by ignorance. And these people when they perform sacrifice and charity, They just do it out of pride. They just show off how much they can give in charity. And that too they give in wrong places. One should give to a Brahmana, a qualified Brahmana who will use it in Krishna's service. That means a Vaishnava. But if we don't give to a Vaishnava, then we are giving it somewhere which is not doing the ultimate good. Hmm. So, 11, 5, 12. This verse is very important. Dhanam Dhanamcha dharmae kaphalam yatovai jnanam savigyanam anuprashanti griheshu yunjanti kalevarasya mrityum napashyanti duranta viryam. How nicely it is said. When we, the only proper fruit of acquired wealth, this uh, dravya, dravya yajna, the only fruit is religiosity. You have to use that in religiosity. Don't use the wealth for sense gratification. Because with, on the basis of religiosity one can acquire a philosophical understanding of life jnanam, that eventually matures into direct perception of the Absolute Truth vijnanam. this is called jnana So even our wealth should be used for acquiring religious life and knowledge about religious life and practical application of such religious life. Uh, so in other words, how, how is that done? Our wealth should be given to Krishna Consciousness Movement, for our own good. And we have to learn how to do that it is sacrifice. So those who are full-on, full full-time devotees, they have given their life for Krishna. So the rest, we cannot give our lives, at least we can give some of our earnings to Krishna. That's the whole point. The the whole point is to completely surrender to Krishna, 100%. But in Grihastha life, it is not possible to, you know, uh, give everything. So some maintenance for the family should be there. The rest of it should be given to Krishna. Hmm. It should be the same principle as Brahmachari or Sannyasi. Just that there is some allowance for him to use for his family. But he should never consider that wealth his. Oh, I am giving donation to temple. I am doing some favor to the temple. These devotees... Um, you know, poor, poor guys. You know, they don't have devote. Uh, they don't have money. Uh, I will give them, not with that attitude. That uh, we understand that we are poor. We are poor because our life. I mean, our master is not perfect. Like those who have surrendered to Krishna, their master is the spiritual master and Krishna. But those who have not surrendered our master is our boss in our company or something like that or if he is the boss then his customer is his boss or his client so he is ha- he has these imperfect bosses are very minuscule boss whereas the devotees in the temple they have krishna's boss right and of course the devotees in the temple should also be proper devotees um, <clears throat> then the devotees i mean the the ones who are not uh, they cannot do 100%, they should do whatever they can. They should not think, oh, how can you ask so much donation from me? (coughs) So, sometimes (laughs) people feel like that, oh, they're asking donations all the time. Of course, not all the time, but we do ask, so that is good for them if, if they give. So dhanam In fact, not just good for them, that is the only purpose of dhanam. Otherwise, it's going to be a, a vehicle for our ruin. The same dhanam, just like the dhanam Sita, Sita Devi was kept by Ravana. He did not give her back to Ram. He kidnapped her from Ram. What happened? That was the cause of his ruin sita abhimarsha hata See ravaneshan that verse. 9 10 20 of shrimad bhagavatam tenee khaparagupate rabhipatya sarve dwandvam varothami bhapatte Jagnur drumair girigade shubhiranga Dadya Sita Abhimarsha Hatamangala Ravaneshan Sita Abhimarsha Hatamangala Ravaneshan Abhimarsha means anger by the anger of Mother Sita Hata Hata means finished completely ruined What what was ruined? Mangala, the auspiciousness for Ravana was completely ruined because of the anger of Mother Sita. So, dhanam is nothing but Lakshmi. And if we keep Lakshmi and not use it in Krishna's service, that then the same result will happen. Sita bhimarsha Mangala mangalara. They think by doing Lakshmi, you know, Ashta puja and this puja, that puja, by always worshipping Lakshmi, they will get the favour of Lakshmi. No, 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 no they will get the ruin because they want to enjoy Lakshmi. That is a problem with materialists. They are all mini Ravana's. So we have to get out of that tendency. We have to give the Lakshmi back to Ram or Narayan or Sita back to Ram or to Krishna. <clears throat> Lakshmi sahasra shatasam brahma sevya govinda tamaham bhajami Millions of Lakshmis are serving Krishna. So, Lakshmi's eternal position is at the feet of Narayana. Always massaging his feet. Not our feet. Lakshmi's duty is not to massage our feet. But materialists, they want to do that. They want to get Lakshmi to massage their feet. In the name of worshipping Lakshmi, they want the Lakshmi to serve them. Please, please come into my house and you know, facilitate my sense gratification. Shubh labh. they put everybody, Hindus put Shubh labh in their door. Every time I went to, I go to this uh, Indian businessman, they will have outside their door, you know, in the office, Shubh labh. auspiciousness and wealth, profit. That's what they want. And they worship Lakshmi or Ganesh or all these things for these things. They want the demigods to serve them. So this thing we have to get out of. Let's read the translation. Angad and the other commanders of the soldiers of Ramachandra faced the elephants, infantry, horses and chariots of the enemy and hurled against them big trees, mountain peaks, clubs and arrows. See, they were fighting an army of very very sophisticated warriors. Ravana was no uh, cheap scared character. He was very very powerful. Even the demigods were afraid of him. And his son defeated Indra. Hmm? The one who defeated Indra, his father is Ravan. So just imagine how powerful Ravana was. Huh? So sophisticated and with their full army was fighting. And on Ramchandra's side, monkeys who did not know how to throw all these powerful uh, weapons... There is no how to throw stones and trees. They uprooted trees and threw. In today's context, uprooting a tree and throwing and mountain peaks, if you can throw, that is, wow, that is very, very strong. But compared to Ravana's um, power, no match. I mean, Ravana was so strong. But still, the monkeys won. The Vanara's won. Why? Sita Bhimarsha Hatamangala the anger of mother sita has ruined the entire um, auspiciousness for ravana mandodari also after ravana dies mandodari also says the same thing i there is a verse also in the bhagavadam that oh you have you have been reduced to this state i think well, Oh, you see, 9, 10, 27. This is Mandodari. You see, 9, 10, 24 onwards. You see. Thereafter, all the women whose husbands had fallen in the battle headed by Mandor, Mandodari, the wife of Ravana came out of Lanka, continuously crying they approached the dead bodies of Ravana and the other Rakshasas striking their breasts in affliction because their husbands had been killed by the arrows of Lakshman. The women embraced their respective husbands and cried piteously in voices appealing to everyone. Oh my lord, oh master, you epitomize trouble for others. You know, (laughs) Ravana means one who makes, you see, Ravana, one who can cause crying of others. This is the meaning of the word Ravana. You see how his father named him. Why, why would some father name his son as one who can cause crying to others? So, because he knew what was his, uh, you know, Jatakarma is done. The What is that called? Astrological chart is drawn when a child is born. And when, when the chart was there, and you could understand. Oh, this person is going to be a big demon. He is going to cause crying for everybody. So, that's why he put Ravana. They're just like Hiranya Hiranya means what? Gold. Kashipu means what? Soft bed. So this person will be interested in wealth and soft. Soft bed means what? In the bed, he will have sex with women. So he is interested in money and women, wealth and women. So this will be his, uh, you know, business in life, hiranyakashipu So, Ravana means one who causes crying of others. Ha hatasma vayam natha loka ravana ravana kam yaya charanam lanka tvadvihina parardita. O my lord, O master, you epitomized trouble for others and therefore you were called Ravana. But now that you have been defeated, we also are defeated, for without you. The state of Lanka has been conquered by the enemy. To whom will it go for shelter? Of course she is crying. If it is in the (laughs) uh, shelter of Ramsandra and Vibhishan, then what is the problem? See? But she's you see how she's crying. Ha hatas mavayamnata lokaravana ravana. Then next verse she's saying this. Navaiveda Mahabhaga Bhavanka Ma Tejo Nubhavam Sitaya Dasham Imam O oh, greatly fortunate one, you came under the influence of lusty desires and therefore you could not understand the influence of Mother Sita. Now because of her curse, you have been reduced to this state, having been killed by Lord Ramachandra. Anubhavam Sitaya Yena Anubhavam Sitaya Yena Neetah Dasham Imam Teja. Teja means by the influence. Anubhavam Sitaya. By the powerful influence of Mother Sita, you have been reduced to this state because of her curse. So that's why Dravyamaya, this Dravya, all our material possessions which are products of our wealth should be given. Dravyamayaad yajnath, that should be done for religion, for religious purposes. Otherwise, it will be ruined, completely ruined. And we have to do it with knowledge. We acquire dhanam dharmai palam yatovai. Jyanam saviggyanam anuprashanti. But Griheshu Yunjanti Kale Kalevarasya mrityum Napasyanti Durantaviriyam. People don't use it for this purpose, they just use it for the sense gratification, and what happens to them? They fail to see that insurmountable death will soon destroy the frail material body. They can't see it. Everything is destroyed. (coughs) And um, another verse is here like this. 3.23.55 or 56. Neha Yatkar karma na kalpate Anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to religious life, anyone whose religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation, and anyone situated in renunciation that does not lead him to devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, must be considered dead, although he is breathing. We have to rise from, first of all, sacrificing our material uh, possessions and going into knowledge and vairagya and devotional service and all these things must happen, otherwise we are dead. But even that knowledge, if it is done without devotional service, see, okay, let's first go to this here. The real intelligence, the real knowledge, Let's take the Bhagavad-gita verse first. This knowledge is the king of education, the most secret of all secrets. It is the purest knowledge and because it gives direct perception of the self by realization, it is the perfection of religion. It is everlasting and it is joyfully performed. This knowledge is the king of education. What is that? This bhakti yoga. And the same thing is explained by Prahlad Maharaj. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 5, Text 23. Sri Praharadu Vacha, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu, Smaranam Bhadasevanam, Archanam Vandanam Dasam, Sakyam Matmanivedanam, Itipum Sarpita Vishnu, Bhaktis Navalakshana, Create the Tanmanye Dhitam Uttamam. So the nine processes of devotional service he lists down and then he says finally one who has dedicated his life to the service of Krishna through these nine methods should be understood to be the most learned person for he has acquired complete knowledge. That is the most intelligent Most intelligent person is never uh, defined as a CEO of Google or Microsoft or some kind of uh, high position in this material world or Alibaba, what is that? Jack Ma. To become a good uh, money maker is a sign of intelligence. No. No. One who has surrendered to Krishna in these nine different ways, he is the most intelligent. Intelligence of the intelligent, what is that to us? Eleven twenty-nine twenty-two. Esha buddhimatam buddhir manishamani shinam Yatsatyam andrateneha martyenapnoti mar mamratham. This process is the supreme intelligence of the intelligent. And the cleverness of the most clever, for by following it, one can, in this very life, make use of the temporary and unreal to achieve me, the eternal reality. What is that devotional service that is uh, classified as the most intelligence of the intelligent and the cleverness of the most clever? That's why it is said, Krishna Jay Bha- Bhaja. Whoever worships Krishna is very clever. He is the most clever person. So that is sacrifice and knowledge. So with that, I would like to conclude this session. And if there are any questions, we can go through them. So Krishna consciousness is not some you know sentimental thing. It is full with knowledge. And one has to know all these things. <coughs> so there are some questions by Bhakta Virendra. I think he is the only one asking questions. Um, Krishna says to sacrifice all possessions or parts of religion Sarvadharman Parityajya By surrendering unto him mame kam saranam So practicing Bhakti yoga unto Krishna is surrender or sacrifice unto Krishna. It's the same thing, no? Surrender, I mean... Practicing bhakti involves, automatically, sacrifice. Sarvadharman parityajya. Tyajya, tyaga, is sacrifice. So, sarvadharman parityajya, mamekam saranam rajya. So, atman, Atma Samarpan or Atma means, automatically it means that we have to give up our so-called uh, this um, sense of enjoyment in this material world and all kinds of processes other than bhakti. so there's, It's the same thing, surrender or sacrifice unto Krishna. And that sacrifice is Sankirtan Yajna, which was introduced by Lord Chaitanya. Yes, so Anandambudhivardhanam Pratipadam Purnamritasvadhanam. No, before that. Vitharanam Vidya Vadhu Jeevanam. It is the. Sorry, I move the camera. So, it is the. is the life of all transcendental knowledge. So, Vidya Vadhu Jeevanam. Anandam Bhudhivardhanam. Patipadam Purnamrita Svadhanam. Sarvatmasanapanam Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. So even if one does not have any knowledge if one thinks oh i'm very you know foolish or unintelligent or i cannot understand all these things just chant the hare krishna maha mantra has the entire vedic knowledge condensed into it if we really chant nicely uh, we will get the uh, what is this um, fruit of complete knowledge of the vedas and that is explained i mean the Bhagavatam also it is explained Devahuti, devahuti uh, also says that Kapila, Kapila's mother, she also says that. Aho bhaswapachoto gariyan yajya vagrevar tate namato bhim te pustapaste johvo sasnu rarya brahmano chur nam grananti ete. 3337. Oh how glorious are they whose tongues are chanting your holy name. Even if born in the families of dog-eaters, such persons are worshipable. Persons who chant the holy name of your lordship must have executed all kinds of austerities and fire sacrifices and achieved all the good manners of the Aryans. To be chanting the holy name of your lordship, they must have bathed at holy places of pilgrimage, studied the Vedas and fulfilled everything required. See? By just by chanting, it is deemed that they have already done all these things. That means it is a fruit of all knowledge. Next question by Bhakta Virendra. As there are many material universities similar to our own material universe which is managed by administrative demigods like Brahma, Shiva, Ganesh, Indra, Agni, Vayu, Varuna, Surya. Similarly, the other material universes are are also managed by similar demigods like ours and all these demigods managing the various material universes are devotees of Supreme Lord Krishna. Yeah. Every universe has their own demigods. They are also devotees of Krishna, mostly. Sometimes some Brahma will not be a devotee of Krishna, then you know, he will be whatever, whatever punishment is for him, whatever it is. Because it is said that a soul who first falls from the spiritual world becomes a Brahma first. So of course that's, that kind of person will be against Krishna consciousness. So that kind of universe, I think it will be havoc. <laughs> So, I don't know what kind of demigods will come out of that universe. Um, but definitely, the Lord will have his arrangement. Dharmasamsthabanarthaya will go on. Paritranas, nam, Vinashash, Adushkritam, all these things happen. So, maybe Brahma will be killed. I don't know, whatever will happen. He will die definitely, somehow or other. And then he will fall down and fall down and fall down until we become worm in the stool. So, that is how it happens. So, mostly they are. Devotees, so even if for momentarily there must be and there may be a non devotee, it will be rectified, and usually it will always be uh, occupied by devotees, all the, the demigods. All right, I think that's uh, those are the only questions for today's session. Thank you very much for attending this session. Today is Radhashtami, very auspicious day, and um, I thought of speaking about Radharani, but you know, Radharani's topic is so vast. We have done uh, two different lectures before, the last two years of Radhashtami. And um, in fact, I also need to know a lot more. Anyway, you can read Chaitanya Charitamrita, chapter 4, and also Antilila, the last chapter of Antilila. And um, even in between, there are many, but it has to be consolidated into a... Maybe we can one day do a session or a f- series of sessions on Radharani and you know like that we can do maybe one time. So happy Radhashtami to everybody. And um, in fact uh, we have a good news also that uh, Mahaprabhu Gopal Prabhu's son, uh, he just had his second daughter today. She was born today at 11.30 a.m. Singapore time. Uh, very auspicious. She was born on Radhashtami. Uh, so actually, he is still in the hospital. They both are in the hospital and the baby is also. Everybody is fine. So there is a the blessing of Radharani. So, all right. Thank you very much. Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Kodi ki jai, Shri Radharani ki jai, Shri Radhashtami Mahamahotsava ki jai, मैं ताए गौरव परिमानंद हरि हरि बोल हरे